Welcome to the Diz His Podcast. So I wanted to put this out there as a disclaimer. First three episodes, they don't have the best audio quality. They have good content, but the audio quality is not the best. So around episode four is when we start picking up, when we start upgrading our equipment. Thanks for listening and have a magical day. Welcome to the Diz His Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Joe. I'm Alex. I'm Adam. So this is our, our uh, first episode. I'm kind of concerned this is going to be the episode that everyone looks back on and says, damn, that that sucked. But uh, we're just going to do the best that we can do. I've never done a podcast before, but always wanted to do so. I'm kind of looking forward to this adventure. So I kind of wanted to share a little about myself and my love for Disney. My name's Joe. You go to Disney. It's the place where you go to leave all your worries behind. And you are surrounded by people having the time of their life. For the most part, everyone's happy at Disney World. Uh, I'm an annual pass holder. I have been for years and recently purchased Disney Vacation Club on a Marvel cruise that uh, we went on a couple months ago. And it was the best vacation that I have ever been on. I'm looking forward to sharing some of my Disney memories as well as hearing some of your Disney memories. My name is Alex. Uh, I go to Disney with my wife and daughter and soon-to-be son. Uh, we have a Disney pass holders for about five years now. I know it can be hot and long lines, but I enjoy watching my family experience Disney. There's nothing greater than watching your child enjoy themselves at the most magical place on earth. I look forward to giving my children the experiences and memories that they will cherish for the rest of their lives. Hi, my name is Adam, and my family and I have had our Disney passes for five years. We love to go to Epcot so that we can try out all the varieties of food. We usually park up rather than stick into one park per day. And rarely do we wait in line if it is more than 30 minutes. We find the tricks for a cheaper Disney day and are probably the ones walking past you while you're enjoying your magical experience. So uh, please follow us on Facebook, Instagram at DizHiz65 so you can share some of your memories. Uh, if you can leave the podcast review, that would be great also. So every week we are, we're going to take a Disney attraction, resort, cruise ship, anything Disney, and we're going to talk about the history of that Disney topic. So uh, let's get to it. This week, we will get a Diz His lesson on the Haunted Mansion. The Haunted Mansion is a must ride on your Disney visit. The ride is a good mixture of spooky and fun. From the cast members to the funny tombstones, the ride is clever, sarcastic, with the perfect touch of creepy. Let's get to the His. There are three Haunted Mansions, one in Disneyland, California, one in Disney World, and one in Tokyo Disney. So I've been to the one at Disney World, and I'm sure, I mean, you guys have been to the one in, over here at Magic Kingdom also. Uh, I don't have plans to go to the one in California this summer, but I'm hoping to go next summer. And I'm also hoping to go to the one in Tokyo Disney a couple of summers from now. Do you guys have plans to go? As of right now, no, but it would be really cool to see the Disneyland California when they redo it with the Jack Skeleton uh, Nightmare for Oh, during Christmas. the holidays? Yeah. See, we're that planning... The one I want to see. See, I do want to see that one, but when we are planning on going, we're planning on going for a graduation trip, and it's going to be during the summer. Uh, so that's kind of a bummer, because I would love to see the Nightmare Before Christmas uh, overlay also, because that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just push your vacation back a little. That's not a bad idea. I'm going to kind of... No, because we're going to go to Hawaii. 
we're going to Hawaii. So oh, the plan is to, yeah, mm-hmm. well, I know. We're yeah. going to go to Hawaii during summer. And I have off for a couple months for over the summer. And on the way back, we're going to stop in California and stay there for a couple of days and do Disneyland. Oh, you're going to be so exhausted. How are you going to do it? I, I have a tough life. I live a tough life. I know. The first Haunted Mansion debuted in 1969 at Disneyland in California. The Haunted Mansion at Disneyland is located in New Orleans Square. When the mansion was being built, they duplicated everything to be sent to the Haunted Mansion at Magic Kingdom at Disney World. The Haunted Mansion at Magic Kingdom in Walt Disney World, Florida, debuted October 1st, 1971, when the Magic Kingdom first opened, which means it was one of the opening day attractions. The Magic Kingdom Haunted Mansion is located in Liberty Square. I always found it weird that you have a haunted mansion right next to some patriotic things. And that was like, that's Liberty Square. That's, that's, that's true. But there's nowhere else to put it in the park. Yeah, no, it's just weird. You have Hall of Presidents and then you have the Muppets in a haunted house. Yeah, it's kind of weird, I guess. I mean, I do enjoy getting the uh, chicken waffles there. So, oh man so I've never had them but Alex you had them one time didn't you mm-hmm. and I had them I had them again when I went back oh, they put the coleslaw sure on there I don't like the coleslaw that much oh see I like it to bring down the heat a little bit I'm a baby with heat I bring the heat I, I love the heat now. I love the heat favorite foods for another time yeah dude there's so many good food places to eat at Disney the Haunted Mansion at Tokyo Disney debuted in 1983 in Fantasyland. The Tokyo Disney Mansion is a duplicate of the Magic Kingdom Haunted Mansion. There are some differences at the beginning of the ride, but are pretty much the same. There are two other rides that are inspired by the Haunted Mansion ride. One is in Disneyland Paris and the other in Hong Kong. The name of the attraction in Paris is Phantom Manor and Mystic Manor in Hong Kong. They are not considered Haunted Mansion attractions. So, uh, Adam, you going to talk about uh, Mystic Manor in Hong have Kong? You, have either of you two watched any videos for rides at other uh, parks? I oh, have. Well, I've watched the overlay for The Nightmare Before Christmas, but I have not seen the rides at other parks. Well, I saw the uh, ride uh, the ride through uh, done by SoCal Attractions 360 for the Mystic Manor. It's kind of like a Mickey's Sorcerer's Apprentice where you have this monkey who's, you know, the guy the in the Chinese manor, his little pet monkey, and he sets down a music box and, the, of course, the monkey can't leave his paws off of it. And he goes and plays with it, and then the entire house comes alive and basically trying to kill the monkey. And then, of course, you know, he gets everything put back together right in time as the uh, wizard comes back and sees him sitting there and thinks nothing happened. Is it a digital screen or is it like a mixture of both like digital and like physical stuff? There, there's one section of it where it is a digital screen um, where it's like all these winds swirling around. Uh, however, everything else is all physical stuff. And it's also really neat because the ride is not on a track. So it's like just using GPS to navigate through the building. So it's kind of going to be like the new Ratatouille ride at Epcot. Yeah, right. That that's how it's gonna be. That yeah, sounds cool, right? Like that. Yeah, it's it's cool how uh, you know technology has 
I mean, when this, when the Haunted Mansion, you know, was being built and it's on the Omni Mover, how different the technology has grown since then that now, you know, it's like GPS and computers and you don't even need a track anymore. Uh, it's pretty crazy to see how far mm-hmm. things have come. Yeah, it makes it look so much cleaner too. Yeah, can you imagine? Can you imagine if Walt Disney was still alive? Some of the things that he could do now, and some of the ideas and creations that he would have with the technology that there is right now. I mean, he'll be it'll be just crazy to see. The haunted mansion attractions all differ slightly. They all place riders in an omni mover called Doom Buggies. The Doom Buggies tour a haunted manor that 999 happy haunts reside. Can they really be called all happy haunts? Lady is not too happy. Which lady? The one that killed her husbands. Oh, yeah. No, she's not happy. Well, maybe she's happy now. They're dead. No, she's not, man. She's not happy. And we'll talk about that later. Because I did not talk to her. But but later on in the story that I'm talking about, when she dies, when she, huh? If you do talk to her, watch her neck. She might slice it. I will. She's going to get it with a hatchet. Yeah, I have a story for that later. We'll talk about it later. The idea of the Haunted Mansion came when Walt hired his first Disney Imagineer. In 1951, the first illustrations were drawn. Harper Goff drew some sketches, and Walt had Imagineer Ken Anderson create a story for Goff's illustrations. Anderson researched New Orleans and old plantations and created a drawing of an antebellum-style manor that was broken down. It had overgrown weeds, dead trees, you know, all that stuff that makes a house look creepy. Walt was not keen on the idea of having a rundown-looking building in his brand-new park. I kind of agree with Walt. I mean, you have a brand-new park. It's banking new. I wouldn't want a rundown building in my park, I guess you can say. I think it would be kind of hard to keep the upkeep on dead trees when they just kind of, like, fall apart eventually. Yeah, but it's not going to be real trees, though. Did they really have that much of a choice back in 1951 to not use real trees yeah they can make fake trees okay. and they can make all all those animatronics and stuff like that you don't think they can make fake trees nope it's out of their realm of possibility and they think about it man you don't have to, like if it's overgrown weeds you don't even need the weed you don't even have people working on the ride on the outside they can just be weeds everywhere and the building will get damaged if you don't upkeep the area outside of it but how the weeds gonna hurt the, the building when they grow up onto the side of the building and you go to rip them off, those little suckers get stuck on there. And then you got to get the pressure washer out. It's a pain in the butt. That's true. Walt took things to his own hands and visited Winchester, San Jose in the beautiful state of California. The massive manor had stairs to nowhere, doors that opened to walls and holes and a lot of elevators. So Adam, you, have any, uh, you wanted to share something about the Winchester estate that Walt went to go visit? Yeah, I, apparently neither of you have heard of it, but the uh, nope, it was owned by Sarah Winchester, uh, who was the widow of the owner of the Winchester Rifles, and um, yeah, it's been investigated for paranormal activity, and they've actually uh, had a Mythbusters episode there. They've made movies about it. 2017, they made the movie uh, Winchester. And it's the primary setting for a science fiction novel, Vanishing Point. That's pretty crazy. I mean, when you read Stairs to Nowhere, doors that open to walls and holes, I mean, it sounds kind of like a, like a fun house. Yeah, it's even made its way into Fallout 4. Oh, really? Yeah, it was in the uh, expansion pack for Nuka World. 
That's cool. Anderson wrote a plethora of different stories to go along with the attraction. Some that included a sea captain, one that had a ghostly wedding party with well-known Disney villains. Both sounds interesting. I can tell you right now, I would have loved to see a haunted mansion with Disney villains. Wouldn't it be a good idea if they did a Disney villain overlay during the Mickey's Not So Scary? Yeah, that would be pretty cool. I think that would be pretty cool. It'd be interesting for sure. Considering they don't have much for the villains except for the uh, Fantasmic Fireworks Show. Well, the whole it's when you go to Mickey's Not So Scary, the whole thing is the villains. They have a villains parade. This is yeah, all villains. A little old for that, so I wouldn't know. Have you been there? To Mickey's no. Not So Scary? Oh, it's so good. We're gonna go this year if you want to go. Yeah, we got it's so movies. good, huh? I think we're going this year. Yeah, so you need to go with us too, Adam. Yeah, except for my teenager wants horror nights. Oh well, okay. Walt put Imagineer Raleigh Crump and Yale Gracie to bring the Haunted Mansion story to life in a studio. With all the crazy animatronics and illusions, the custodians were getting freaked out cleaning the warehouse. Sometimes animatronics would come to life because of different sensors, and one time a group of custodians refused to clean the warehouse. I'm kind of confused about, I mean, they were fake. Um, the animatronics were fake. I don't understand why the custodians were scared. Because it was it was a long time ago. I mean, people were they didn't know that the animatronics were how they were coming to life. Yeah, man. But if I'm walking around and I see an animatronic, right, and I see that it's fake, it's an animatronic. If it comes to life, I'm gonna know that. It, I mean, it has to have some type of sensor. It has to have this. It has to, I mean, there's gonna be a reason why it's moving. Yeah, but are they're they- also working in the dark too. Everyone gets a little creeped out in the dark. Yeah. yeah. Sure. And sensors weren't like a big thing back then, I don't think, during this time. That's true. It was, it was, like, it was when the things were being stored between before it being put in, right? So what? It's the 60s, 70s. Mm-hmm. So sensors are like brand new technology, so they didn't really know about it? Probably, especially if they're, I don't know, just uh, cleaners, maybe? Custodians? And War of the Robots did come out in 1978, so they... Could have thought they were attacking. Yeah, well, we all know that the robots back then and the robots now with Terminator and stuff like that, it's a lot more scary now than it was back then. I was going to say thanks to us connecting them to the internet. Oh, yeah. Didn't even know what the internet was back then. No, now they can all communicate with each other. Yeah. And like one simultaneous like thought, too. It's kind of like, it's like, it's a stare and they're thinking about it. Millions of them. Yeah, How do they, yeah. the guest from uh, Mass Effect? Yep, they all fought not, as one. It's not only that, though. There's been other movies where they all fight as one. Yeah, it's the top of my head. What was that movie where the trucks were on were their Come own tra- thing they were riding around? Transformers? No, no, no. They were like semi-trucks, and they were circling a gas station that people were at. And then the electronics inside the gas station started going off. It was a uh, 1971 Steven Spielberg movie, Duel. The movie that he's talking truck- about? Uh, unseen truck driver driving a Peterbilt. Was it a red Peterbilt? I don't know. No. I don't recall enough. But... Steven Spielberg did oh, a movie okay. about trucks. Yeah, and like then I the next, it. the next one after that says maximum overdrive. Machines come to life when the Earth passes through the tail of a comet. Vending machines, lawnmowers, hair dryers, homicidal uh, semi trucks begin murderous rampage. That's what it is. Maximum overdrive. 
And then you get the great soundtrack by ACDC. Dude, directed by Stephen King. Oh my god, I have to rewatch this movie now. Because I remember this so deep, so well. Who is the, who is some of the actors and actress, actresses in it? Amelia Estevez. Get out of here, really? Oh, yep. Starring Amelia <laughs> Estevez. Oh, man, that's awesome. I love Amelia Estevez. Talking about Coach Bombay. I mean, yeah, it looks like he's pretty much the uh, biggest person that was in it. I don't know who Pat Hingle is, but he was in uh, he was in Batman for Commissioner Gordon. Did, which one? Well, the, Michael uh, Keaton. Uh, the 1989 one, yeah, Michael Keaton, and uh, the one with the good old Schwarzenegger, Batman and Robin. So he's in two of them. Yeah. That's a good one. That's like probably my favorite Batman. In 1961, it was announced that the Haunted Mansion would open in 1963. Construction began in 1962, and the exterior was completed in 1963. The attraction itself did not open until 1969. The six-year delay can be attributed to Walt's involvement in the World's Fair in New York in 1964 and 5, and also his death in 1966. After Walt's passing, the Haunted Mansion attraction went through a redesign. Um, the World Fair, I grew up right by where the World Fair took place. Uh, it took place in Flushing, uh, which is right by Queens. I can tell you, even you know when I lived in New York, People always talked about the World's Fair and how big it was, and um, it was right by Shea Stadium. So whenever I would go see the, the Mets play, uh, we would drive by where the World's Fair was, and my grandpa would tell me the story like every time we drove by there about how um, you know Disney was there and how they brought the ride. Um, what was the name of the ride with uh, when they go through the times? Carousel, um, Carol, of progress. Carousel of Progress. How they brought that there and that was like the big thing. I mean, everyone that was like the big news. Um, so I can see how you know, this kind of prolonged the opening because it was a big deal for the country. What is the World Fair? World's Fair is a world expo. It's, it's is a large international exhibition designed to showcase achievements of nations. A place where people pretty much uh, showcase, you know, new things. Okay. And it can last anywhere from three weeks to six months. Wow. Looks like it started back in 1851. How did Disney... So what did Disney... What did Walt Disney die from that he was at a World's Fair and then a year later he died? He died from lung cancer. Dude, he was like a smoker, man. He smoked like crazy. He was kind of embarrassed by it, too. Didn't they use World's Fair in that movie? Um, Tomorrowland? The, yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, Yeah, that's what they were <clears throat> going to when they uh, showed off the new inventions. And he went through the... Okay. Waterheads. That was a pretty good movie. Which one? Was, Tomorrowland? Yeah. I haven't seen that movie. However, oh I did God. not see the Dairy Queen that was filmed. You guys know what I'm talking about? The, no, what Dairy Queen? Tomorrowland went to uh, New Smyrna, the old Dairy Queen down there. Oh, really? Yeah, really? really? Yeah, I never saw it. wasn't in the movie, though. Oh. That Dairy Queen is delicious. That Dairy Queen is delicious just because it looks old. The stuff is better there. Well, they have chili dogs there, and the chili dogs are really good. Do they have so chili dogs at all? All all I'm Dairy sure Queens? They do. No, I don't yes. think they do. No way. They don't. They do. Are you sure? Yeah, they sell all kinds of foods at Dairy Queen. 
They got chili dogs. So you think that one-off Dairy Queen sells chili dogs and no one else does? I think, man. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, DairyQueen.com shows chili cheese dogs. Okay, well, I'm just going to let you know, when you go to that Dairy Queen around like 5 o'clock, there's people like lined up like crazy. It's like crazy busy at that Dairy Queen. I'm telling you right now, it's it's like, I'm I'm not joking. I used to work over there. because they don't have inside seating? Dude, man, because it's like summer, you know, summer's coming along. It's nice out. People want to eat outside. People come back from the beach. They go to that Dairy Queen. I'm telling you right now, if you go to that Dairy Queen at five o'clock, it, the line's like wrapped around the corner. It's like no other Dairy Queen. Now that I'm looking at the picture, it says it was it says filming will take place here at the Dairy Queen. But the building I'm looking at, where I think I remember seeing that in the uh, movie, but it wasn't the Dairy Queen itself. So it's not that Dairy Queen? No, no, like I'm reading off the news journal where it says filming will take place uh, here and at the Dairy Queen. So yeah, they they filmed at the Dairy Queen and then um in the movie they go to like a little toy shop and the picture that's what it looks like is the toy shop. Mm-hmm. But I don't believe the Dairy Queen ever made it into the movie. Oh, okay. It was probably cuz they probably they probably went there and it was like super busy. So they were yeah, like, oh, we can't film line. here. We, we can't film here. There's so many people here. So they probably left. Yeah. Like we can't use all these people with our smartwatches. Yeah. Or they probably went there and they were like, oh, you know, this chili dog is so delicious. Oh. All the people that were there filming just <laughs> ate the food and they're like, oh, we got to go. It got too dark. No, actually, I'm reading it right here where they had technical difficulties, but um, they weren't able to solve the technical difficulties um, that night and they had to keep on. Yeah, that's that's an excuse, probably. Yeah, so we got some uh, one nighttime shot of Ponce in the lighthouse. We got the lighthouse. That's good. Yeah, is it haunted? Might be. Why does that matter? I don't know because we're talking about the haunted. Hey, why does that matter? Because we're talking about the haunted mansion. (laughs) Just throwing it out there. After the World's Fair and before Walt's passing, Disney Imagineer Mark Davis, Xavier Intensio and Claude Coates worked on the mansion's project. Crump had a design for his version of the Haunted Mansion. Walt wanted to put those designs in a themed restaurant called Museum of Weird. It was going to be right next to the Haunted Mansion, though the restaurant never came to light. Some of the designs Crump came up with made it into the Haunted Mansion ride. I can tell you right now, I'm kind of disappointed that this restaurant did not come about. Yeah, that would have been cool. I mean, yeah. I love going to all the different restaurants and seeing the different themes. So having one more would have been really cool. Exactly. Exactly. That's what was probably one of my one of my favorite things about Disney is going to those restaurants and um, experiencing just the restaurants and the different themes that are in the restaurant. Mark Davis and Claude Coates were the two main designers. Claude wanted a scary adventure, and Mark wanted a silly, fun adventure. Even though they had their disagreements, they both got their way. Paul Fries is the ride narrator. The ghost host and the ride's theme song, Grim Grinning Ghost, is composed by Buddy Baker. The lyrics were written by Xavier Intensio. I mean, they both, the ride is, I think, a perfect mixture of silly, fun, and spooky. There's no doubt about it. I was like, yeah, that's right, because when you're going through the graveyard, it's the fun side. You get the little uh, heads on a stick popping up at you behind the tombstones. And then when you go into the attic, you get the grimmer side. 
of the whole experience. Yeah. And, you know, even... And you have the singing part. Oh, yeah, that's funny. After Disney's death, the project progressed quickly. The restaurant idea was canceled. Originally, the Haunted Mansion ride was going to be a walkthrough ride, which was foreseen to have issues because people would stop and look at stuff. It was not going to be something that was continuously moving. The Doom Buggy idea would put in a constantly moving system so more people would be able to get through the attraction. At one point, they were going to have two haunted mansions to get more people in. With one to three people in a Doom Buggy, people would have more of a feeling of wandering around a haunted mansion alone instead of with a large group of people. I would like to say this was a great idea of putting the Doom Buggy because I can't imagine everyone would be stopping and looking at everything and it would take forever to get through the haunted mansion can you just imagine now the haunted mansion without the doom buggies and people are just walking through it people would be stopping and looking at everything you never it would I, take like like an hour to get through it i waited about 15 to 20 minutes just to take a photo of a baby gorilla last week because no one would move so i could only imagine going through a ride where you had to get around people just to view it and then all rides would be like that because this is probably one of the first ones where they move people with the buggy. So if they never did this for Haunted Mansion, they wouldn't do it for other rides. Yep, you're so right. The other ride would be walking through constantly. Oh my gosh, it would be kind of it would be frustrating. And you know, if you're walking through the ride and you have a bunch of people around you, that's kind of like it's it's taking away of the feeling of wandering around the mansion alone. If you're in the Doom Bucky, you know, you can be in there by yourself. You can be in there with like, you know, maximum of like three people, two people. You feel like you're by yourself and no one's around you. I think that what that's what they mm-hmm. were going for, which is perfect. I mean, the mansion wouldn't have been nearly the same experience if you were walking around it with like, you know, 30 other people. There has been some minor updates to the rides. In October 2001, Haunted Mansion Holiday was introduced to guests. If you hadn't had a chance to see what it's all about, I recommend checking it out on YouTube. Haunted Mansion Holiday is a seasonal overlay featuring the Nightmare Before Christmas. Does anyone know why they don't they don't have that here? Like, why don't they I have that in Orlando? What did I say? What did I tell you? You told me that they have like Disneyland has the rights to or something. Oh, any other Disney they use it? Okay. So what I heard, I'm not 100 sure if it's true or not, but what I heard was that it's the same thing why they have like all the marvel is in disneyland you know at in california like we don't have we have marvel here but we don't have like the characters aren't walking around here you know they have it at disneyland and the reason why is because you know disneyland they have like what two parks over there it's not as much as a you know there's a lot more draw here for people to come visit here at disney world Mm -hmm. because we have the resorts you know we have four parks we have the mm-hmm. water parks. There's all these different things that we can do here. Disneyland doesn't have that much. So um, I, I, I believe some of the stuff that they have over there, they, they can just keep over there in California because um, they don't. if we were to have it here, why would people go over there type of thing? Yeah, but going with the Marvel thing, also that might be a little confusing. If you're at Magic Kingdom and you see you know Iron Man and uh, Spider-Man running around and then you head over to Universal Studios and you see the same thing. Yeah, Are they still Universal? Yeah, they still, yeah they still have the rides. But when are they going to pull that? Uh, whenever Disney acquired it, they told Universal you can still keep on with the rides. 
I think they do that. But I think one one of the reasons is why is because what I just said it's kind of like Cal- California has it. Let's just keep that over here. That there, you know, we're still selling stuff Marvel, and they're making a bunch of money off of, um, you know, Marvel being in that Islands of Adventure Park. Disney's still making money off that like crazy. Um, so like it's kind of like why paying them for it. Well, yeah, they are. But not only that, though. I mean, we're we're gonna have. The Gardens of the Galaxy ride over here at Epcot. There, there's some rides that are coming here, but we don't have the characters walking around. I think it'd be more fun if the care. Well, no, because we did have a uh, Baby Groot and um, Star Lord for a little bit. Oh, uh, yeah, sure. For pictures. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And they did the um, the music. Oh the yeah, that was awesome too. Yeah, it was. So- but uh, I think that one of the reasons why they have some of this stuff, like, you know, they got the the seasonal overlay for Nightmare Before Christmas over there in California. They have Small World. They have the whole holiday thing over there, which is a lot better. You know, overall, the Small World ride is over there is a lot better. But I think they're just keeping that stuff over there so they can draw, um, you know, tourists over there because we have so much over here type of thing. I could be wrong about that. So if I am wrong, someone can they can email us or Message me on Facebook. In March 2011, interactive queues were added at the Haunted Mansion in Magic Kingdom. Okay, so when they were doing the interactive queues, was there any anything else added? Uh, yeah, actually, inside the ride, they changed the hitchhiking ghost, known as Phineas, Ezra, and Gus. Mm-hmm. Um, they added it before it was just the mirror effect where they were sitting with you. Uh, in 2011, they changed it so that they would be interactive. I know one of them is oh. where they swap your heads around. Either of you know the other ones? Uh, the ones where they swap your heads around is is awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's also one where they're kind of just sitting around. Like there's one on top of your doom buggy thing. Um, I'm not sure what the other ones do, but I do know the technology that they use is similar to that of uh, Xbox Connect. Oh, geez, and yeah. The eye sensor. Um, the, well, yep. the other one is where they hold the, I guess back then the candlelight or the projector candlelight, mm-hmm. and it shines through your, both your heads. So I guess so. So we got you talked about the prisoner, right? You said there's a prisoner, right? Yeah, there's a prisoner. Um, that Who's was, Gus? Yeah, he's the little guy, short guy on the right with the yep. ball and chain. Uh, Ezra's in the middle. He is the skeleton holding his hat out, mm-hmm. and then Phineas the Traveler is the one holding the briefcase. Um, but actually, uh, looking into that, Phineas has also been named Dave um, in some of uh, Disney's merchandise. Oh, really? Yeah. That's kind of interesting. Back in the day, they changed the name around. He's also, he appears in the graveyard scene next to the Executioner and the Beheaded Knight, where he where his singing <laughs> voice is provided by Candy Candido. So he's in it twice, That that guy. His real name, Phineas, is not the best to pronounce, and neither is the guy who sings. No, yeah. I never, I guess I never realized they did an update in 2011, because I never, I remember them being, doing something with them, but I never remember them changing it to where your face is scanned or whatever, and do the head thing, because the head thing's really cool. I like when they do that. Yeah, so I do really I. Wish, I really wish there was a way to get a photograph of that. Yeah, I've tried. It's hard. No, no, like, um, the, like, well, I'm beyond Disney's part, you know, with the magic bands, you know, where it automatically mm-hmm. takes the picture as you're going through, kind of like on uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. That would be a good photo op. Yeah, but you can go outside and do it. They add them in later. So do you guys know what the mesh is for when you're going through that? 
coming through the ride. No or our protection. Our protection of life of the animatronics coming to life and attacking us. Of course. Well, you know those those custodians. No, they probably could have used that mesh. They probably should have had a mesh around them so when they were cleaning, to kind of keep those animatronics from coming to life and getting them. They probably would have felt a little safer if they had that mesh there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that piece of mesh would have kept them safe. Well, you know, the reason they have that mesh, like when you go to Animal Kingdom on the safari, they have that mesh like on the ground, like the um, like the chains. It's probably like the mm-hmm. same stuff because they don't want the animatronics to leave their section. They want to keep them there at that section, you know, so they have the mesh so they don't go on because, you know, they might want to go to different sections of the ride. Yeah, except for those chains at Animal Kingdom are electrified. They are not. Get out of here. No, I've seen them spark before. I've seen them several times sparking. Um, The chains, as you're exiting the different areas, there are like six of them in a row. Uh Yeah? Yeah, yeah, so I've seen them hit the ground after uh, cars went through and they spark. Dude, I'm gonna have. To, are you sure it's not the car? The, something from the car hitting the ground? No, hundred percent sure. I saw like as we were coming up to it, I saw them hitting the ground, sparking. Well, what is the mesh for? It's probably to stop the um, ashes from being spread. Do you want to talk about that, Adam? There's people. Go ahead, Adam. Tell them this story. You don't know about that, Alex? You never no. heard of people uh, like in Daytona? We have the big thing where people dump them at the speedway for all the NASA. Uh-huh. Well, according to the Wall Street Journal, uh, it is very common for people to dump their ashes at the Haunted Mansion. They even mention there's some people that dump them at the jam- the Country Bear Jamboree, which I don't get. But, um, yeah, if you ever hear the word HEPA, cl- uh, HEPA cleanup, if you ever hear that over the walkie-talkie, that's a clear oh. sign that ashes were just dumped. A Disney spokeswoman actually <laughs> told the Wall Street Journal that ash spreading is strictly prohibited and guests who do so will be escorted off the property. However, it's still a reoccurring thing. And if you go to the Haunted wow. Mansion and the ride shut down, most likely it's because they are cleaning up ashes. Most likely. Most not likely. That, of, not because of people mover. That, that ride I, shuts down like 15 times and like... <laughs> for me one time going to the haunted mansion so you tell me everyone's just spreading ashes i've heard from people calling into a radio, <laughs> local radio station i listen to that work on the ride that said yeah it's a reoccurring thing really <laughs> yeah, i'm gonna talk to I a mean, cast the mesh, I'm gonna... the mesh has holes in it the mesh is new i'm just joking about that but so not oh. only am i going to talk to the cast member segue. not only am i going to talk to the cast member about Mickey's. The whole Miss, the Mickey's. I'm gonna talk to him about this whole thing about the ashes. Okay. You can bring out, you know, pull out a little binder. Do you think the Wall <laughs> Street Journal just made up the story for no? No, reason? no. I think it's real. I think people do it, but you they're saying that every times. every single time that thing shuts down, that thing shuts down a lot. That does shut down a lot. You know what could be like when you go on Spaceship Earth and the People Mover when that's shutting down too. Probably people are spreading ashes. Yeah, it's not it's nice. <laughs> I can understand why, because the whole 99 haunts and everyone wants to be like the thousand, like haunt, whatever, you know, type of thing. So I can see why <laughs> that ride would want is popular for that. On April 10th, 2015, Disney confirmed the return of an old iconic character, the Hatbox Ghost, to the Haunted Mansion in Disneyland. The ghost originally appeared when the mansion debuted in 1969, but was moved after guests complained that delusion with the head was not convincing enough. The Disney company is one of the best in the world at storytelling, if not the best. 
the rides all tell a story, which is something we love about riding the rides at Disney World. There are many stories for the Haunted Mansion because of the different Imagineers working on the project. Let's get to the stories. There are many stories for the Haunted Mansion because of the different Imagineers working on the project. I'm going to share with you the one that I know and the one that I have grown to love. Constance Hatchaway was a beautiful woman who married five wealthy men. Ambrose Harper, Frank Banks, the Marquise de Doom, Reginald Kane, and George Hightower. She decapitated all of them with a hatchet. Towards the end of the Haunted Mansion ride, you can see her with all of her husbands in pictures. As you approach the pictures, the heads of her husbands disappear. Her last husband, Hightower, owned the mansion. After hatching his head off, she decided she was satisfied with her wealth, and she settled down in the mansion. After her death, her ghost was totally consumed by her evil side, and she threatened to kill all of the guests that passed through the haunted mansion. Throughout the ride, you can see clues of Hatchaway, including her wedding dress and the hatchet she uses. Hatchaway is also known as the Black Widow Bride. At the end of the ride, you can see Hatchaway creepily stating her wedding vows. At the Haunted Mansion at Magic Kingdom, her ring is embedded into the ground. So, Adam, uh, so uh, I know you got a version that you want to share. Would you like to share it? Well, there's actually two stories going around. One is that perhaps Master Grace, uh, Gracie had gotten angry at the young woman that he was in love with for cheating on him so that he tossed the ring over the balcony in a fit of rage. Uh, the ring being what many people believe to be a ring that was embedded into the concrete as you left the ride. It was near the uh, turnstile. There was also another story that people came up with that it was the young woman who Master Gracie was trying to marry trying to escape the house and jumped from the balcony and the force of the impact embedded the ring into the concrete. However, you know, many people, you know, went on to say it was a ring and it ended up being a piece of pipe that was cut off. But in 2011, when they did redo the waiting line to make it more interactive, they covered up the cut pipe and put an actual ring into the waiting line. Supposedly, there's also another story with Master Gracie where he was getting married to, you know, this this lady. And Master Gracie went to sea, you know. And she used to go out to the dock where he would go out to sea every day. And so she would go out there every day, every day. She was going out there, waiting for him to come back. And he, he wasn't coming back or whatever. So she would go out there. And one time she saw him... Um, he was returning. She saw saw she saw his ship, and he was returning. And she got into like a trunk to kind of hide and surprise him that she was there. And she locked herself in the trunk, and she died. There's another story like that. And if you look in the attic, you can see like a um, the lady's dress and like coming out of a box. And they say that could be a story also. But I'm not really too sure about that story. What is where's the ring come in play? Uh, something like he was so mad that she died. And he threw the ring like off the balcony and it embedded into the ground. I think that's what it was. So that's so weird. There was just a cut pipe, a visible cut pipe. Uh, well, it was the cut pipe, and it looked like it had a screw at the base of it, like to like if you have a wider pipe and you put a smaller pipe inside, you'd use the screw to you know set the height of the smaller pipe. 
That's what it looked like. So, I mean, in a way, yeah, it looked kind of like a ring. But now the new one that is actually on the opposite side of the tombstone heads when you're in the waiting line uh, near a trash can, it is an actual, like, diamond ring put in there. Cuber's going to look for it next time. I've never looked for it or saw it. Yeah, we're going to have to look for it next time we go through the queue. You know, one of the, one of the cool things is, uh, you know, I know some people, I was, uh, for example, the other day I was sharing like some like the story that I enjoyed, you know, the story that I liked. And someone was saying that, you know, they weren't a big fan of that story and they were getting kind of like, no, that's not the right story. In my opinion, that, you know, there's there so many people behind the construction and working on this project. They probably all had their own story. I think that's one of the cool things about, you know, um, that's that's the way creativity works you know i might have a different perception of this and he might have a different perception of this so it's i think it's i think it's awesome that there's so many different stories to this one ride and so i can have my favorite story you can have your favorite story alex can have his favorite story and uh i think that's that's pretty cool in my opinion yeah it's an imagine mm-hmm. well i mean that was you know people coming up with the ideas and then the imagineers you know, heard all the stories. So that's why they put the actual ring when they redid the line and covered up the original. Yeah, that, yeah that's, that's cool. They, they added that. Yeah, that's kind of newer. Okay, so you guys want to go into Hidden Mickey's? Yeah, that's fine. Yep. Okay. I saw Hidden Mickey today at my work in the dirt. Did you make it? No, I just saw it. I was like, hey, it looks like Hidden Mickey. So let's talk about those Hidden Mickey's. For those who don't know what a Hidden Mickey is, Hidden Mickey is not something Bill Cosby drops into your drink. It is a representation of a Mickey Mouse that has been inserted subtly into a design of a ride, attraction, or other location on Disney property. When I go to Disney, I use the Stephen M. Barrett Hidden Mickey app. Hidden Mickeys have a variety of different sizes and forms. I will post a link to the Hidden Mickeys in the show notes. There are six Hidden Mickeys that I know of on the Haunted Mansion ride at Magic Kingdom. The first is along the interactive queue line near the barnacles. The second is in the first room inside the entrance. Look for some classic Mickeys in the border design around the portrait. Next, you can find a Mickey on the ghostly banquet table for the third hidden Mickey. For the fourth Mickey, look at the plates on the floor in the attic. Look closely at the Grim Reaper near the opera singer for the fifth hidden Mickey. The sixth is outside as you exit the covered walkway. The classic Mickey is next to the gate. Other things you might notice on the ride are Donald Ducks on two different chairs during the ride and a Mr. Toad in the graveyard representing the closing of Mr. Toad's wild ride. Okay, so let's talk about the Hidden Mickeys, the big old Hidden Mickey discussion. Okay? I believe that Hidden Mickeys can have different forms. So it doesn't have to be a hidden Mickey. I mean, most of them can be Mickeys, but I think if you see a Donald Duck sitting in the Haunted Mansion ride, I think that's a hidden Mickey. Okay. No, change change looking, my mind. Change my mind. We're, lo- we're, we're looking for hidden Mickeys, not hidden Disney characters. Right. Yeah, but it's not, it's not hidden Disney. It's hidden Mickey. Yeah, but who is the face of Disney? Mickey. Exactly. So he's rep- he is Mickey Mouse is a representation of Mickey. So the people who are creating these rides, they're gonna go ahead and hide different representations. You just of, said Mickey Mouse is a representation of Mickey. <laughs> Mickey Mouse is a representation of Disney. Whatever. So which is why you were trying to find the Mickey shaped heads, not Donald 
not Goofy, not That's... Minnie, not you know, Mickey, not Mr. Toad. No, not definitely not Mr. Toad. He's dead. He's alive in all of our hearts. Or no you can visit his gravestone and drop a flower. I might drop a flower. I don't. I, don't, I just don't think you can count them taking something from somewhere else just to pay homage to it or add it to their ride as a hidden Mickey. Just so you guys know that are listening, Joe wanted to me to add Mr. Toad's gravestone into the hidden Mickey section. He is a hidden Mickey. If you look at the app, <laughs> if you look in the books, if you look at the different books, he's in there as a hidden Mickey. Honorable mention at best. I mean, if they all say it's a hidden Mickey, I don't know. I guess it is. Alex, don't, don't, don't sway. There we go. I'm just trying to follow the rules, man. I'm a rule follower. If it's in the books, it's got to be there. It's got to be a hidden Mickey. No, you're looking for three circles, one big one in the center, and then two small ones for the ears. That's what you're looking for. You're, tr- you're, trying, to, you're trying to go ahead. I'm trying to have fun here, Adam. You're trying to bring down my fun. Because no, when you go to the other – no, when you see the ones that are made by the, you know, the cast, like when you go and living you know, off the land – if you take mm-hmm. the back tour, there's a rope pile, or sorry, a hose that hose. makes it. Right. That's exactly what make, I thought of. Yeah, they didn't make a goofy you know, outline. They made a Mickey outline. <laughs> so, <laughs> first Mickey off, outline. you were trying to rain on my parade, okay? Second off is this is what's going to happen. So, I'm going to go to Disney, and I'm going to talk to a cast member. I'm going to be like, I'm going to have this conversation with them and see what they say. And then we're going to talk about oh. it next time we do the Hidden Mickey section. We're going to come back to this. And I'm going to tell you what the cast member said. And if you were at Universal, they would call you an idiot. But because you're at Disney, they have to be nice to you. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to, I guess I'm going to share with you guys one of my favorite memories and uh, of the yeah. Haunted Mansion ride. Okay. So I was yeah, with a, a couple of really close friends who also love Disney as much as I do, if not more. Uh, and they're kind of ones that kind of got me into Disney 20 years ago. So I remember my friend and I were sitting there waiting on the Haunted Mansion ride and um we were actually looking for that ring in the pavement and of course you know this was like 20 years ago google wasn't really a thing on um the phone you know i couldn't pull up my iphone and uh google it but we spent like you know the night trying to find this ring and uh it was probably one of my first times i actually remember kind of riding the ride as an adult and he told me the whole story it was kind of creepy it was at night and uh, it was just it was a lot of fun so adam you were going to go ahead and tell us uh you got a story to tell us i would love to hear it it's a it's a one of my favorite stories yeah and actually it seems like i've told this (laughs) one a few times (laughs) i was in middle school and uh we thought it'd be a Fun idea to take pennies and throw them at the dining room table as we we're passing by. I uh, guess they have cameras everywhere, even back in 1998. And uh, as soon as I got off the ride, me and the guys I was with were approached by a Disney cast member telling us that he would be escorting us off the property. At which point, my uh, the vice principal of the school was our group leader and told them that he wasn't taking us anywhere. Really? Yeah, I didn't. I'm not sure if the pennies actually hit the table. I think there was something blocking it, so no debris would actually go down there. Oh, because no. that was my first question. I was gonna be like, "Well, did you actually get any of the pennies on the table?" Alex, you got any memories of Haunted Mansion? 
getting kicked out or something, being a rebel? No, I would definitely not hang out with Adam and his crew. But uh, <laughs> no, not really. They're Can't not really. They're not really a Disney friendly crew. I would say we it's were like doing a, single pennies. It's not like we had the whole roles. I think. I think when I was in middle school, I found bills on the ground and figured out who it was and gave it to them. I think that was the kind of stuff I was doing in middle school. As I said, those were my proudest moments. So I'm going to share a Facebook memory that someone shared with me on uh, on Facebook, a follower of our um, page. So this person, you know, was raised with a in a family of seven, and they uh, the the dad worked really hard and they he saved up and they all saved up and they got uh, some tickets to Disney. And once, so they all got to go to Disney and the day that they were, you know, going to Disney, the dad, I guess, got sick. So she, the lady who, who's sharing the story, she got to stay with her dad, you know, as the rest of her family got to go out into the park and ride out of the rides. And her and the dad, all they did all day was that they, um, they chose to sit on a white bench right when they first when you first walk through the entrance and they sat there all day and they watched people come and go they saw families children uh mickey i guess was towards the um the the entrance of the park so she got to see mickey uh and all they did was pretty much eat popcorn sit at the front of the park because her dad wasn't feeling well and um she was six at the time and her father passed away when she was 11 and Every, I guess when she goes back to Disney, that bench is still there. And it's, it's, she says that it holds like magical memories of her getting to spend her day with her dad pretty much one-on-one. Um, she, you know, I mean, if you really think about it, I mean, she could have been bummed out all day because she didn't get to experience all the cool rides, but she really just enjoyed the time with her dad at Disney. And uh, I know it's not really about the Haunted Mansion, but I thought this was kind of um, a cool memory to share with you guys and with everyone that's listening. How do you guys feel about that? It's, a, it's an interesting, interesting uh, memory. I think, I mean, good for her being like that. Cause I think if when I was six, I think I probably would be bummed out. I sit at the bench all day, but it's awesome. That's, that's the way she felt during when she was six, that she was cool with it. Made it a lot easier on him. Yeah. Uh, and it's cool that the bench is still there. Hopefully it stays there. Yeah. I hope it stays there also because you know, um, to me i mean that's like a to her that's a really you know memory that's a memory that she cherished and um when she sees that bench i'm sure it brings back a lot of emotions of her of her dad in that day Mm -hmm. adam what is your favorite part of the ride mine would definitely have to be madame leota's floating head why Mm -hmm. because i don't know how it works yeah. So does it's anyone here know? Spooky. It is super spooky. Do you know how it works, Alex? <laughs> no, I don't. Last time I was there, I tried to figure it out. I could not find it out. So, so in there. I don't know for sure, but I'm thinking because I thought about this. You know, I've been thinking about this a little bit. I don't know why I had this on my mind. And I think what's going on is that there's because you don't you don't go a full circle around. Yes, you do. I've been there twice. No, you do not. One, I've been in the last weeks. You nope. you can see the entire thing. I like I said, I've been twice. You can see the entire thing, but you don't actually go around the entire thing. No, but you can see back there. But there's gotta be you mirrors. Can. There's gotta be mirrors, man. David Copperfield made the Statue of Liberty disappear. There's only be a couple of mirrors right there, and you can't. <laughs> he made it disappear for the group of twenty people standing in one designated spot. Yeah, man, but it was mirrors. So I mean, Disney there's got, there's, gonna be. 
right, gotta so be what mirror. are the mirrors doing? What, still, reflecting. How is it they're reflecting. Because you see it floating up and down. So, like I said, I've been there twice in the past week, and mm-hmm. I'm staring at that thing. I'm like, well, if there is a projector in there, there's heat. Where's the vents? Like, you have to vent a projector with the overheat. Then you've mm-hmm. got a flaming ball. And I, yeah, I just can't figure it out. Well, and Joe's talking to the cast member. Maybe he can ask them. Yeah. Unless they're too busy laughing at him for asking <laughs> if anything else can be. <laughs> okay. So let's talk about uh, my favorite part of the ride. So my favorite part of the ride is when you're going to the park and you see all the different husbands and the bride and she, and when you get closer to the picture, like the heads, uh, husband's head kind of gets, uh, goes away. Uh, that part's my favorite. And I love the toad being in the graveyard. I just love that part. I think it's funny. It's clever. Alex, you want to take a part, talk about your favorite part of the ride? Uh, yeah. I'd say my favorite part of the ride is probably the the hall or the dancing area that uh, Adam tried to throw pennies at. Uh, I think that that's a pretty sweet area. Growing up, when I went there a couple of times, I always could never figure out how it worked. And then uh, recently, when I went, I kind of realized how it worked. But it's still cool how they have them like ghostly dancing and come turning on and off and appearing and disappearing and then the paintings are moving around uh kind of like the harry potter movies <laughs> oh gosh there we go bringing up universal <laughs> again yeah but how long did it take them to position those mirrors so as you're riding the ride it's like so were they like sitting in the doom buggies like on the track and then yelling at the people move the mirror up <laughs> to the left to the right <laughs> that would be awesome to see wouldn't it Yes, yes, they were yelling. They had no walkie-talkies at all. Why would they need walkie-talkies? They were like right there, man. You could just yell right down there. If I'm no, sitting in, kind of like underneath you, though. Yeah, you can still hear it, though. Right. You I don't would know say. that. Maybe they had the sure. music playing. Did they have walkie-talkies back in 1960? I'm just joking. Sure. I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, you know, when you're going into a haunted mansion, if you're claustrophobic, you're sitting in the elevator, you're about to get in, and then you go into like the, the ride. You know, so. Adam, I guess you have some tips on what to do here so you can kind of get out of that elevator quicker. Yep. As soon as you enter into the first room, you want to go to in front of the fireplace. There will be a, mm. a door on the left of the fireplace and also a mm-hmm. door on the right. It's random on what one's going to open, so pay attention. If the left I door opens. I didn't know it was both. I never, yep. thinking back, I can never think of left and right being opened. I can always think of either the left opened or the right opens. I don't know why, but I can't remember it being maybe because I don't do it so often that I never realized it's either, either or not just one of them. Well, it's only be one at a time. Well, I know, but I never realized. Yeah. Well, cause you're not going to, yeah. yeah. If you go so long without going in, you're like, Oh, well, I was on the right side well, of the fireplace. Well, what fireplace are you talking about on the door? Oh, you're talking about when you go in there, there's a fireplace? Yeah, when, yeah, when you go in, there's a fireplace. So you're going to want to stand in front of the fireplace, mm-hmm. have one person looking to the left, one person to the, looking to the right. As soon as whatever door opens, so say it's your left door, then you're going to want to walk in and uh, immediately go to the right side of the room, which I did this a couple of days ago, and the right side of the room was directly across the woman sitting on the tombstone. Mm-hmm. And if you go to the right door from the fireplace, then you're going to want to go to the left side of the room, the next room. Okay. And then um, also I noticed a little red light on the door for the second room. 
And it gives you a little more help of where the second door is. Because as soon as that door opens, you're dumped into a funnel. Like mm-hmm. it's basically funnel a wide and then narrows you guys down to, you know, two uh, two people side by side. Mm-hmm. And that will definitely yeah. I mean you could save easily five, six, you know, minutes of just you know, being ahead of everyone else. I know five, six minutes doesn't seem like much, but when you're trying to get all the rides you can throughout the day, it helps. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's all. It's terrible. Yeah, the process is terrible right there because, you know, you're trying to stay with your family. Um, it's kind of everyone's really squished together. So well, if you no can one get, likes margin. No. But if you're the first one out of there, it makes it a lot easier, like you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we actually did that uh, a couple days ago. And um, when we got out, uh, the other line was like we went straight to the uh, the moving walkway. Yeah, you, you're like the first one out, and you just went straight to it. Yeah, yeah. The mm-hmm. other, the people that were ahead of us were already, you know, done getting on. Mm-hmm. It always messes me up because I'm a slow walker, and my wife is a speed walker, and I'm a kind of like, oh, I'll let that person go in front of me. So what kind of person? So then we always get, we always get, people always get between us, and I'm not going to bump my way in front of them. So then we get separated. I mean, she has to slow down for me to catch up. Yeah, she has to let everyone else walk past her. Mm-hmm. Get there. Mm-hmm. I find the history to be kind of cool uh, about the Haunted Mansion. I mean, it was one of the park's first rides. It was Walt had his hand in the creation. To this day, the wait times can still be over an hour. I can't imagine so many creative people working on one project. I'm sure all of them wanted to have their idea kind of shine through, you know, kind of impress Walt Disney. The ride wouldn't be so iconic if it wasn't for them. They will be long remembered as their legacy lives on in the Haunted Mansion ride. So that's the his on the Haunted Mansion. If I made any mistakes or if you want to add any tidbits about the Haunted Mansion, please do so on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at DizHis65. Share your memories. Why is the Haunted Mansion special to you and your family? Did I miss some Hidden Mickeys? Are some of the Hidden Mickeys gone? Let me know. Links to our social media accounts are in the show notes. Please follow us. Like us. Review us. Also, check out our sponsors, Ohana Adventure Travels. They do a great job planning Disney trips, and their love for Disney shows through through how they plan. They are booking a New Year's Eve cruise right now. So you might want to check that out because Disney cruises are the best. I'm Joe. I'm Alex. I'm Adam. Thanks for listening and have a magical week.